With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dennis Rewind. I'm your host, Michael Bauer, the best in the business, back in business. And today we're going to be doing a rewind, so to speak. And we're going to be looking back at the 2022 rookie running back class. So, you know, running backs, that's a tough one. What are they going to do? Very, very landing spot dependent. What kind of competition do they have? System scheme, blah, blah, blah. So let's take a look back. This running back class, one that was not heralded as a very good class at first. A lot of people saying maybe one or two good prospects, but is it that way? I don't know. So we're going to take a look back, and then maybe soon we'll be taking a look forward to next year. Yeah. Get the 2025 running back class soon. Did you introduce me? I didn't. I'm sorry. Joining me, like always, my faithful co-host and our... (laughs) Debbie team lead, lead analyst and CFO. We have Nate Christian. What's up, Nate? I'm just like sitting over here, like you're just going on. Like we're we're getting into the starting oh. to get into like what the actual podcast is about. And I was like, man, viewers don't viewers and listeners don't even know I'm here. But it's been a long day. It has been a long day. I understand. It really, but, has. Uh, but I do good. I do love this this 22 class at the top. But uh, um, before we get too into it i do want to say you know this is a great exercise you know getting to look back you know look at where, what we're looking at with the rookies going forward and what we know now and what we know now is this was a weak running back class true and we knew that ahead of time though we knew that it was a very top heavy running back class we did have you know some surprises we had some players you know show out but overall uh, I, I don't think this was a strong running back class which we're going to see very different this coming season but I, I agree, but I'm pretty sure one of the things I said before our rookie drafts last year was not all these guys are going to be starting running backs. Some of these guys are going to be depth pieces, and that's okay. You have to make other adjustments. You have to trade. You have to try to do what you have to do. You have to work the waiver wire because some of the guys on here, honestly, were waiver wire ads for some people. And they are starting NFL running backs at the moment. I mean, I think they are career backups. And at this point, I've proven nothing else other than being career backups who can, you know, give you a spot start or step in for a couple games. Um, but kudos to them because, you know, these guys are kind of making noise, even if it's just a little bit. Yeah, that's true. Let's get into it. Nate, what is our consensus? This is how we did it. Nate and I each made a list. It was actually pretty close. Um, but Nate, what is our consensus number one running back? Yeah, so our number one running back, we're actually tied here because we both had a different number one running back, but we also ranked that other person's number one running back as our second. So tied for 1A and 1B, um, you know, 
it's the obvious ones. It is Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker. Right. Um, you know, these were the two top guys coming into the draft. They were the two top guys coming out of the draft. They're still the two top guys at this point. And I mean, I think you can make a argument for another guy to kind of join this tier. I think this list kind of ended up looking like tiers rather than a straight ranking. I would agree with that. Yeah. And, you know, it's a top two. It's a top two that we feel really good about long-term. They are, you know, their teams are committed to them. Brees Hall, even with the injury, you know, the Jets are still committed to Brees Hall. When they traded for James Robinson, he's on a one-year contract. They're just trying to help their season right now. They know Brees Hall is the future of that offense at the running back position. Yeah. With the Seahawks, you know, they are moving on very quickly to Kenneth Walker. And it's his job to lose at this point. So I think, you know, the, his team's committed to him as well. And, you know, both these guys have day two draft capital, which I think is very important for the running back position. And, you know, I think it makes a very, very solid top two for this draft class. Yeah. And for me, what Kenneth Walker screams to me is that Rashad Penny is a massive sell. Oh, yeah. I mean, if if you can even sell him at this point, I mean, you might be able to get a third from somebody who still has some faith in Rashad Penny, but I'd move him for a third if I could, because I think Kenneth Walker, Ken Walker, it is the workhorse running back for, for the Pete Carroll offense moving forward. I did put out a tweet, and I actually don't tweet about fantasy football a lot. I don't know if you guys ever noticed that about me. It's it's how much I hate the Eagles <laughs> as an Eagles fan. is weird. But one tweet I put out this last weekend, man, Kenneth Walker looking good for a guy who can't catch the ball. I'm actually thinking about this. So we see a lot of systems in college. They don't throw to the running backs a ton. Michigan mm-hmm. State, one of those. Uh, Kenneth Walker, I believe he transferred from Wake Forest. Yes. Right? So they didn't throw to the running backs a ton. One thing that I'm going to start doing when I'm scouting running backs is we're hearing the he didn't get a lot of action in the receiving game. I want to see what he does at the combine. I want to see what he does during senior bowl week if he was a senior. I want to see what he does in these drills. Are they putting him through it? And I'm going to use that in my evaluation of these of these players. And you know what? I need to start. This is something I need to start looking at how I analyze player. I need to look at a full body of work, not a YouTube clip. What am I hearing about this guy? What am I seeing? Maybe I look at some professional scouting reports. You know, there's guys out there who have been doing this a lot longer than I have. This is something I'm going to start doing. Uh, The only reason I had Brees Hall over Kenneth Walker is he was pretty much the guy from day one. Kenneth Walker wasn't. And I think if he didn't get hurt, obviously he'd be showing out. So I I do agree. You know, if, if they're not injured, if Brees Hall is not injured, I do have Brees Hall as my one. But with the ACL injury, you know, it's going to, he's going to miss part of next season, you know, and even when he does come back, you know, he's not going to be, you know, up to 100% right away. So we're, I'm not expecting, you know, elite production out of Brees Hall until 2024. Yeah. And that's just the unfortunate truth of it. Um, you know, we see it with this year with J.K. Dobbins. I think J.K. Dobbins is going to have a really good season next year. He just wasn't able to get healthy enough and stay healthy enough and have that confidence to, you know, put it back together this year. But to be quite honest, that's statistically what we kind of expect with the ACL injury usually. So Kenneth Walker kind of having the, you know, the next rest of the season and next year over Brees Hall, I'm going to take my chances with him and see how he does, you know, just give me those fancy points in the meantime. So what do you want to do? You want to do our next tier here, three and four, we can kind of lump them together again, or do you want to do them individually? Um, I think uh, we have, what I would say as, two three maybe three more tiers i think the three four five here is another tier okay perfect let's do um, actually i'm gonna go ahead and say our number three running back 
is Damian Pierce, and he belongs in his own tier. I don't disagree with that. He, I'll tell you what, he fought off who they have there, Marlon Mack. They did just pick up Eno Benjamin today, but that's a depth move. I mean, he's not going to yeah. challenge. I'm not worried about it. Rex Burkhead's been mm-hmm. very inconsistent. But, man, Damian Pierce looks good. He does. He looks really he looks good. Good. You know, and I really like Damian Pierce coming out of college. You know, last February, I was talking about how Damian Pierce was an underrated back, how he was being underutilized at Florida. And this is a guy we got to, you know, keep an eye on because he's a legitimate sleeper uh, for the NFL draft this year. And we get through, you know, most of the pre draft process. He's starting to get some hype coming out of the senior bowl and such. When he goes to the Texans with that wide open backfield, you know, his hype just took off and he has really, you know, met those expectations, uh, you know, exceeded my expectations for what I thought he could be, even though I did like him. Um, I'm a huge Damian Pierce fan. Totally believe in the guy. I don't really believe in the situation though. And that's what keeps him from bringing that Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker. We talked about the teams being committed to these guys. And I mean, the Texans, as far as we know, are committed, but being the fourth round player you know that does mean something we've seen it historically mean something so i have to take it into account and as that team's trying to get better and put butts in the seat you know if they have the chance to draft a high running back they will and if even if they don't they're going to bring in more competition they're not going to go into next season with rex burkhead as their rb2 they're going to bring in somebody else whether it's a free agent or maybe another day three running back and not saying those guys take Damian Pierce's starting position, but they're going to push more playing time than Rex Burkhead currently is. Yeah, I think it's funny too, because Damian Pierce was drafted later than our next two guys. Yeah. On this list. Nate, would you like to tell everyone who we have next? Because I agree with everything you said about Damian Pierce. I don't need to yeah. hammer that. Too We've much. hashed it out a couple of times on this channel. True. So our next tier here, um, is Rashad White and Brian Robinson. I had Rashad White and then Brian Robinson, while Mike had Brian Robinson and then Rashad White, uh, rounding out our top five at the uh, re-ranking these 2022 rookie running backs. So, Mike, I want to ask you, why do you have Brian Robinson ranked over Rashad White? And do you you made this ranking before last uh, before Sunday, possibly, or did you make it after Sunday, after seeing um, Rashad White do well? So I was making this during the Eagles commanders game on Monday. Um, The reason why is the commanders committed to Brian Robinson before he played a snap in a regular season game. They pretty much said he's our guy Um, really sucks. He got shot. Came back quick though. (laughs) Anytime someone gets shot, it sucks, man. Yeah. I mean, it sucks. Not just, not just for his NFL career, um, but obviously just, that he got shot really sucks but i'll tell you what man he worked his rear end off he got back quick he looks good a lot of people saying he's not explosive not this or that what on his alabama film said he was explosive i did not see an explosive running back what i saw was a solid running back i saw the perfect running back for the washington commanders and you know what the funny thing is Brian Robinson being the starting running back for the commanders has made Antonio Gibson look more relevant too, because he's not being force fed manufactured touches. He's allowed to breathe and get limited touches, but he's really good with them. I like Brian Robinson a little bit better than Rashad white. 
because he got the nod from day one. I think Leonard Fournette is more of a threat to Rashad White than Antonio Gibson is to Brian Robinson. And that's just because of basically how the coaching staffs react, reacting to these two players. And that's something you have to take into account, especially with the running backs. If the coaching staff likes them. They're going to try to get him out on the field. Uh, Brian Robinson, he did look good last night, though. I think he had over 14 PPR points last night as well. Yeah. I mean, I think he he is exactly what I thought he was going to be. He was going to be, like you said, a solid NFL back. Not explosive, not, you know, anything, you know, really special abilities or, you know, anything that stands out, but, you know, he really is everything you need in a running back. And, you know, he's proven that right now with the commanders, but I think, you know, that limit of a ceiling and upside is what gives me Rashad white over Brian Robinson, because I think Rashad white has that upside. And while Leonard Fournette, I do agree is more of a threat to take away touches as much as Antonio Gibson would be, um, you know, cause Leonard Fournette can take over the RB one role, if that coaching staff decides and Rashad White can go back to having, you know, six touches a game, though he's been efficient with those touches. Um, but I think Antonio Gibson will stay in his role no matter what. Brian Robinson gets better. Antonio Gibson's still in his role because Brian Robinson's not going to be the wide receiver or the receiving back that Antonio Gibson is. Just it's not going to happen. Right. So all Brian Robinson can do is really just get more efficient with his carries. You know, and that's his ceiling. But with Rashad White, Leonard Fournette can just be bad because he's old or he can just get out the team because he's old and bad. And then all of a sudden Rashad White, who the team loves and is showing they love, is the wide re- is the running back one in that backfield easily. And I think that upside combined with, I just think that Rashad White's a better player than Brian Robinson you know, and has that pass catching upside, which in fantasy we love out of our running backs. I think Rashad White has a ceiling to – you know, two years from now, be the RB3 in this class over Damian Pierce. I think talent, quite honestly, I think Rashad White is very talented and I think he's starting to get to show that. I think that team can put him in the right position to really show that. And, uh, you know, Porkman said earlier this week that, you know, Rashad White was a buy if you want to score fancy points, you know, and help contend. And I think we might get to see that. You know, it depends on the health of Leonard Fournette and where the coaching staff wants to go. But I think Rashad White uh, does have something to bring to the table as soon as in the next couple of weeks. Funny thing is, you're saying Rashad White could be the running back three in this class, and Damian Pierce, Damian Pierce could be Carry On Johnson, for all we know. And Rashad White's the third running back in this class. Yeah, I mean, it was close for me. I just like Brian Robinson a little bit more. Um, that's so that's our top five. And those are the guys that are really the most relevant. Yes. To date. Okay. To date, that's right now going into week 11. Yes. Week 11. Right. Well, technically, by the time you're hearing this, week 11 has already happened. So heading into week 12, things could have changed. I'll tell you what, here's what I'm going to do. How about I go through my bottom five? I just give a quick talk on why I have them there. And you could do the same. How's that sound? All right. Sounds good. Isaiah Pacheco, who Nate said on the Dynasty Rewind Patreon, he was out on, wanted nothing to do with him. Listen, man, right now he appears to be the starting running back for the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm all in. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, big old goose egg last week. Thanks for nothing. Uh, Pacheco, he actually looks good. He's a really good blocker, too. I know, I know, it doesn't get you fantasy points, keeps you on the field. It's especially important when you're keeping Patrick Mahomes upright. 
Tyler Algier. I kind of expect a little bit more. He showed up pretty well without Cordero Patterson. Uh, Patterson's back, resumed his role. But Algier, man, has been getting some good touches. They need somebody. There's a reality that maybe Algier is still something relevant next year. Jalen Warren from Oklahoma State. Look, I like Jalen Warren. They've been talking about possibly limiting Najee Harris's touches or cutting him back a little bit, which they should. He's really not seeing holes or lanes really well right now. Jalen Warren's looks look pretty good in uh in limited time. Isaiah Spiller, I think he was like my RB3 in this class. He's the RB9. And the thing is, I'm going to say Isaiah Spiller is nine. James Cook is 10. Isaiah Spiller hasn't really gotten much of an opportunity. James Cook has. He just really hasn't done a whole lot with it. So I just believe in Isaiah Spiller's talent overall more than I do in James Cook's. You know, we're talking, Zamir White has really been a non-factor. I could have almost made a case for Keontae Ingram, but I made this list before, you know, Benjamin got released. So, you know, that's one of those things there. And I don't really think there's anybody else in this class who's worth mentioning that I could think of off the top of my head. No, not really. That's that's it. We have some guys that are contributors, but that's just it. So what are your other five? Uh, so funny enough, Mike, my, my other five are the same exact five you have in the same exact order. Interesting. So, and then I, if I had an honorable mention, it would have been Keontae Ingram. I also have that down. You know, I, I like Keontae Ingram, but we got to see it first. You know, he did have, you know, a touchdown a couple weeks ago, but let's see how he can step into this RB2 role, or maybe it's Daryl Williams. Uh, I think he has been injured, but we'll see. Yeah, how I actually out. cut Daryl Williams on a bunch of teams. He's, I don't know. He's back. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Anyway, um, I'll, I'll quickly hit over the guys, though. I'll give my opinion on them. Um, Isaiah Pacheco, um, you know, I said I know I want no part of. I still want no part of. Um, but he is valuable to some people. So, setting him off. Um, Tyler Algier, don't want a part of him either. Setting him off. Jalen Warren, kind of interests me, but setting him off. Our next guy, Isaiah Spiller, healthy scratch. Send him off. And last but not least, James Cook. Say it with me. Send him off. Move that bus. Come on. I text you, Mike. I was like, do we even have to talk about the guys after the first four or five? I mean, look, there's going to be some Isaiah Pacheco stands out there. That's fine. I don't believe in the talent. I don't think the the Chiefs are – rostering their running back who's the starting running back of the 2023 season so i agree i agree but right now isaiah pacheco is that guy i drafted him in like the fifth round of some drafts before we head out there's a other couple names here that i thought pierce strong man haven't seen anything i mean it's it's a patriots though so you know rookie running back sometimes they have to wait a year for those guys so you know maybe you know i don't mind pierre strong still sitting like on your taxi squad yeah like kevin harris i never liked kevin harris me either uh bam knight i love zonovan knight but he's not even getting the opportunity now with freeze hall out so no chance for him it's a quandre white 
Another South Carolina guy. He's, He's buried on Miami's depth chart. Yep. I mean, they so. traded for a running back too. Yeah. It's it's a shame. I mean, there were some guys. I remember some White, but he's hardly sniffed the field after we thought. You know, not we. Sorry, I'm not going to say we because I did not think that. But after some people thought that Zamir White was going to eat into Josh Jacobs' touches, maybe even relegate him to a committee. <laughs> you did not hear that, at least from us two. I not here. That. No, miss me with that, as Nate has said in the past. And I do want to just point out one last thing. How many times during mock draft season, which, by the way, I'm really looking forward to mock draft Mondays coming back. Mm. Oh, yeah. One of the most common questions we got at the end of the first round, James Cook or Isaiah Spiller. And our answer was always neither. John Dotson. Or George Pickens, because that was about the range. George Pickens got Chase Claypool out of the way. Jahan, finally healthy now. These needs consistent quarterback play. We'll see what happens. Could have saved yourself a lot of trouble being here. What I will say is this. I can promise you next year we will not be talking about the running back class like this. Way better. Much better. Way better. Although Bijan Robinson non-committal on what he's doing, I think he's declaring. You know, it's it's going to be interesting. This is the first year that we've seen NIL really take off. That's true. And no, I don't think, you know, it's it's – comparable to being a first round draft pick like B. John Robinson would be. So I don't think there's much to do about that, but there are going to be some players that it's worth more to them to stay in, in college next year because they're so well known within the community, but not in the NFL national media. You make money, you get your degree. Mm -hmm. You're big man on campus. Why not? Yeah. Think about some of these college quarterbacks who have been so huge in college, but you know, aren't relevant at all in the NFL. Sam you know, those guys, yeah, Sam would have made some good money in NIL, you know? Hendon Hooker. He got a French's mustard deal. Like, who does, who gets a condiment deal? Uh, John Robinson. It's true. Before we go, if you could get a condiment deal, what condiment would you get? No, Bijan Robinson actually got a condiment deal. Did he? Yeah, yes. it's called it's called Bijan mustard. Oh, like Dijon mustard. I like Bijan mustard. Actually, I think I believe it's called Bijan mustardson. If you had like a condiment that you were known for, and you would get a deal for, what do you think it would be? Old Bay hot sauce. Old Bay hot sauce. That sounds interesting. Either that, or um, I like I like sriracha with my barbecue. Okay. Sriracha barbecue is really good. I'd also have a Chipotle mayo that I buy from uh, Sir Kensington's, which is my favorite sauce. So in my house, I've been quite known, and I thank you for this, for putting chicken salt on my breakfast. Chicken salt, yes. Chicken salt's that good good, as they say. And this is going to sound really weird. I love Goya hot sauce. Solid. It's got a nice, just really good flavor to it. I put that on my breakfast, too. So... Probably the exact opposite of a healthy breath loaded up with chicken salt and goya hot sauce. Yep. But whatever. You only live once. Right? Yeah. Fair enough. Well, right. thank you guys very much for watching. Uh, I'm sure Bob's going to be doing an outro, but I will see you guys later next time. This is the Dynasty Rewind. Make sure to listen to all of our episodes. 
I'm going to go ahead and give you guys the ad read. Dr. Squatch, sign up. Underdog, sign up. We also got some other great friends out there. If you don't know who they are, make sure you go listen to the other podcasts because I don't know them off the top of my head at this point. Oh, Nate's lagging out. But what Nate was talking about, he actually is gone. Underdog, get ready for best ball pickums and rivals. Use promo code Rewind and Underdog Fantasy and get a 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. SeatGeek, if you're headed to a game, use the promo code Dinosaur Rewind to get $20 off your first ticket purchase and have that first stadium beer on us with your savings. We want you to be part of the best community in Dynasty Fantasy Football. Be a rewinder today. Patreon.com forward slash Dinosaur Rewind. Now offering a 10% discount on yearly memberships. Looks like you're getting a month and a half for free. Until next time, everybody, for my co-host who had to bounce out, Nate Christian, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind. Please rewind. Thanks for listening.